Welcome to LTN Rewind, where we take a deep dive into the archives of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. We're not going to go too far back in time today. In fact, we're only going to go back a couple months to October 23rd, where the first episode of the newest LTN podcast aired. It's two words and their first episode why wrestling now you might not be a wrestling fan that's absolutely fine but i encourage you to still listen at least make it to the second segment because that one's pretty darn funny hey stick around and enjoy a little bit of wrestling content up first what got us into wrestling in the first place Podcast of power, too sweet to be sour. My name is John, his name is Matt, and this is Two Words. We are so excited and proud to be the newest part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and to air exclusively on LTN Radio. Now, the concept is simple we're going to talk about wrestling and we're going to get really nerdy in the process. (laughs) Now, I know what you're thinking. John, why another wrestling podcast? Why another wrestling show? I mean, there's already so many of them. There's the Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana. There's a Major Wrestling Figure podcast with Matt Cardonis. There's Cheap Heat with Pete Rosenberg. And the list goes on and on and on. Well, a couple of months ago, I was approached by station manager Matt, letting me know that Love Thy Nerd was looking to add a wrestling podcast to their lineup. And my first thought was, no, I don't want to. <laughs> because, nah. there were, because there were just so many of them. We don't, we don't need my uninformed, un- unnecessary opinions on things. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I thought it could be fun to do what I've always done, and that's hang out with my friends and talk about wrestling. Wait. People do need my unsolicited opinions on things. <laughs> and it's so weird. I mean, saying it out loud, it's like, really? I thought people didn't want to hear what I had to say. I always think people want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> but, we, you know, that's what we've do- always done. We always get together, and we watch wrestling, and we kind of nerd out about it we talk about what we like what we don't like what it might sound like if john the baptist talked like macho man randy savage (laughs) and to to your point it has been made even more abundantly clear just how much of our conversation is about wrestling on a day-to-day basis because we've made it a point to not talk about it so we can save all of our conversation for the podcast and And it has been a living hell in a cell (laughs) well Nice talking to you. That's just 
Yeah, like what have we talked about? I don't even know. Slightly about politics. Oh, <laughs> that's about it. Well, we're going to talk about that today, too. Ooh, you see, fine. this isn't a news podcast. It's not a WWE thing. It's not an AEW thing. And Lord forbid it ever become an impact thing. Mm-hmm. But let's jump in. Matt, what's your favorite thing going on in wrestling right now? You know, uh, honestly, I think the thing that's got me most excited, uh, especially uh, beginning with last night on, or not last night, last night is when we're recording this, but last Monday uh, on Raw with uh, Alexa hooking up with with the Fiend in the storyline, that hooking up, you know, yeah, what I mean? you're really, connecting those are the to, words you to use. the storyline. <laughs> family but no, podcast, on, but honestly. Honestly, I'm. I've always loved the Fiend stuff. You know, it's it's had its its uh, ups and downs when it comes to quality, but just the idea of it, it gives you that that mankind, that early Undertaker kind of vibe from from the '90s, from the Attitude Area when era area when we got <laughs> when we got into this stuff. And Alexa Bliss is also my favorite female wrestler. There's just there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And so right now. This is this is the hottest thing going in my brain, and I can't wait to see where they take it. Yeah, and I've been saying that they should be doing this sort of thing with Bray Wyatt since the minute he debuted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I what was it six years ago? You know, there was a there was a program that uh, AJ Lee and Caitlin were doing, and they were passing the divas the then divas championship back and forth. Yeah, and. It, AJ Lee had kind of was was leaning into that crazy chick kind of thing, yeah. and I always just thought it would have been a really awesome idea for her to lose the belt to like start crying and the, like join the Wyatt family and just like this whole crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Like I've been saying for years, every time a female star starts to show that she could be a little bit nuts, I'm like, oh, put her with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> just do this, please, somebody. So, yeah. um, and I'm glad they chose Alexa Bliss. She's oh, she'll be phenomenal. In it. Oh, she's knocking it out of yeah. park too. Yeah. The first. Uh, this last Raw was really the first time they had kind of leaned into her being being uh, with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, like they brought her into the funhouse for the first time. Yeah. Wearing that Freddy Krueger shirt. Yeah. Fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. Um, currently, my favorite thing in wrestling uh, has probably got to be Orange Cassidy. Mm. I mean... I can't think of another gimmick that I'm more jealous of than just that <laughs> that nonchalant. But he's so athletic at the same time. Like, I showed Hillary some of his stuff, and when it first started, she's like, is he going to do this the whole match? And I'm like, he's going to do it the whole match. <laughs> and win it. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. No, for the first time I saw him do that leaping through the ropes uh, you know, out onto the ground. Yeah, that's somebody suicide with dive. his hands in his pockets. I thought, okay, that is simultaneously the slowest one of those I've ever seen, and yet the most dangerous one yeah. I've ever seen. It's some athletic <laughs> ninja stuff. <laughs> like there's no there's no break in your fall. You're completely trusting everybody on the outside yeah. to break your fall. You gotta have a lot of trust. <laughs> I can't. I, I'm not sure there's anybody I know that I trust that much. I don't feel com- I wouldn't feel comfortable jumping onto my own bed with both my hands in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> like something is going to go wrong. Your I hands need to get break stuck in your back. face down in the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Danger comes home, finds you dead. 
I was just trying to be like George Cassidy. Oh, Freshly man. squeezed. Yeah. That's just, and, like, you know, they did the... They did the mimosa the match. The mimosa match. With them. That was, That's just brilliant stuff. That's Vin, great writing. That was a very WCW feel match to me. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> just a weird stipulation. That. Well, so every week, uh, we're going to bring you a topic of our choice, and we're going to boil it down to two words. And this week, our two words are a question, and that question is, why wrestling? So we'll start with you, Matt. What draws you into wrestling? Why Why are two uh, 30-year-old dudes sitting here <laughs> talking about this thing? When I, was, uh, when I was, I guess, in early middle school is when I first kind of discovered it. I discovered it by going to the old, an old silver screen movie rental place here back when there were still VHSs and everything. And I just remember there being a bunch of pay-per-views on tape uh that you could rent and it was it was still like we're, they were just getting out of calling all their pay-per-views in your house and so there were several of those and then like wrestlemania 14 was up there and a couple others and i just like over the course of six months just decided to rent all of those so every friday we go and i'd rent two pay-per-views and watch them over the weekend and I was watching them out of order. I didn't have any sense of a storyline. They didn't really forward storylines during pay-per-views all that much. It was usually the culmination of a storyline. So yeah. I didn't really get the whole soap opera aspect of it. I just thought, this is really fun. Uh, but then we moved, and we got uh, cable, and I was able to watch Raw for the first time. And then it was the the soap opera-esque uh, you know, story factor that just, it drew me the heck in. And the very first uh, episode of Raw I ever watched was the one where Triple H comes out and Shawn Michaels had, had lost and left. Triple H comes out and introduces the new members of Degeneration X, and that's oh, when yeah. you know uh, X Pac joined. Later in the night, the the New Age Outlaws joined, and that was my first introduction to wrestling as a storyline aspect. And from that moment on, I was absolutely hooked. And to see the the ups and downs, the PGs, the 14s, you know, every change that has been made, uh, jumping to John Cena being kind of the face of the company, now to Roman Reigns, I think finally getting into that that mold just a little bit. Uh, it's it's something that I think when you really look at the whole scope of how big this really has been because it's weekly it's every single week two times a week sometimes more than that where they're trying to put together a coherent show and sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes there are bad years and sometimes there are phenomenal years but i know that even on those years where i'm let down more than i'm you know excited the moment something amazing happens i'm 100 percent in and it's I can't even really explain why I'm a fan of it still to this day, other than the fact that it's got me it's got its hooks in me. I've told you I think three or four times in the last two years, 
you know what? I think I'm pretty much done with WWE. I'm just yeah. going to watch AEW. Still hasn't happened. Nope. Because there's just some some nagging thing, and it's really got to be. There's always one thing that really brings you <laughs> yeah. back in. And it's right now, it's really The Fiend. The, yeah. the Fiend has kept me in because I'm like, ah, I really want to see what they do with him. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's probably bad that I'm akinning it to an addiction because I really <laughs> think it's like the same thing that old housewives get when they got hooked to soap operas or yeah. reality TV now. Like I can't, I can't, I can't stop it. I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> do you still, do you still get like that nostalgia feeling with wrestling or is that kind of past? Oh no, all the time. Uh, especially since, um, the network came out and have heavily focused on, um, documentaries and, you know, clip shows and classic matches and, uh, like new commentaries to old pay-per-views and things like that. I, I have not, I think the nostalgia might be my favorite part of it, but watching now, you know, this the product they're putting out now. I do get that little bit of nostalgia still whenever I see something that mirrors something from the 90s yeah. that is done in a, a clearly 2020 way, such as The Fiend, like we were talking about. The Fiend really reminds me of the early days of Mankind or the the darker era of The Undertaker from that period where, you know, he was kidnapping people. He was, you know, it, yeah. was, it was dark back then. He wasn't some American hero character. He was, you know, kidnapping Stephanie McMahon. He was <laughs> you know, hoisting people up on this giant uh, logo of his image. Like He wasn't it, it was, always I mean, a was, treasure. It was terrifying but engrossing and so yeah absolutely i think i'm I'm sure part of it is a nostalgia that's that's dragging me into it still um but yeah i mean i love it yeah and run from it you know with yeah was it um can't remember what pay-per-view it was recently uh but they did a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. It was a three-man ladder match. Oh, yeah. It was a which last one. by yeah. itself... Was it Backlash? Backlash or Payback? Payback. Of the payback. <laughs> they didn't do a Backlash this year. Um, but they did that, and I was watching. I was like, this storyline is Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels, yeah. where there's an illegitimate Intercontinental Champion, mm-hmm. and they it culminates in this amazing ladder match. And the ladder match was oh my gosh. amazing. Probably the best match I've seen all year. It's re- it was really It was great. so good. Yeah. It, we, were, we were in the hospital because my daughter was just born, and I was watching that. It was Clash of Champions. That's was what the it was. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I was like, we had, we had, we were stuck in the hospital, and I was watching it on my iPad, and I was, I was just watching. I was like, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> this is the second most amazing thing that's happened to me today. And that was the <laughs> opening match of that pay per view. Like that was uh, what yeah. they started with. Yeah, it was the first thing. Yeah, that was amazing. It was a good pay per view. My journey with professional wrestling started much, much, much later than most people. Really? So I did not become a professional wrestling fan until uh, 2011, specifically. June 26th of 2011. How old were you then? I was 20 years old. You were 20 when you first got into wrestling? wrestling. I did not know that. I grew up in a very conservative household that didn't have cable. Mm. So um, 
I'm, I'm not sure necessarily that it was my parents like kept me from wrestling, but it was always kind of like, yeah, we, we're probably not going to be into that. That's one of those iffy things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I said, we, we didn't have cable where I live, so it, it never even came up. You know, I had friends who watched wrestling. I, I think my cousins got into wrestling for a while, um, but it just never came up. Yeah. But in 2011, uh, a friend of mine, Kevin, sends me a sends me a message and was like, "Hey man, what are you up to?" And I was like, oh, I was just I was hanging out that night." And he's like, "Cool. Well, Mike's coming over, and we're gonna watch wrestling. Do you want to join?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure. I guess. Whatever. You know? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I was just looking for people to hang out with. There's, <laughs> there was probably gonna be snacks, you know. <laughs> um, so we go over and and we're watching it. And this is really my first experience with wrestling, and." I remember that specific date because there was a, I watched all the matches and I watched, you know, stories start to progress. Um, and I think, you know, it's just cool. I can respect this as, as someone who, you know, can view it from a, from an artful perspective. You know, this is, yeah. this is good stuff. And then the, the, the finisher of that particular Monday night raw was John Cena and our truth in a tables match, <laughs> which is forgettable most of the time. But at the end of that match, CM Punk distracts John Cena. He gets put through a table and then CM Punk goes back up the ramp and delivers his now very famous pipe bomb. Where he calls out the company, talks about how much he hates Vince McMahon and he hates Triple H and he he you know he hates John Cena and he's not giving any respect and he's gonna go and take John Cena's title and he's gonna he's gonna leave because the storyline was that his his contract was expiring and I remember getting him getting done with that and it ended with with them like cutting his mic off but I remember it like. It, it went dark, and the next thing on USA Network came on. But I just remember looking, and it's like, oh, this is storytelling. Yeah. I can get into this, because this guy has just told a story by himself that I don't know anything about, and I need to know how it ends. <laughs> And so from there, and I mean, you know me, everything I do, I go 100% on. So Mm -hmm. I got really into wrestling really, really fast. (laughs) Bought a lot of merchandise. I I went nuts. Um, But that's what it's always been for me is just this watching it and watching characters develop and watching stories develop. Um in my brain it's just it's very entertaining to watch these things and now i kind of get to a point where i try to figure out where the story's going mm-hmm. or i figure out what i would do differently in the story um to progress it but you know it's it's such a weird thing to be like yeah i got into wrestling when i was 20 yeah it is it does, that is strange because i feel like most people who get into wrestling get into it at least when they're teenagers sometimes younger than that and i think that's been the case because like i remember when i was a kid long before i ever saw wrestling like a full show or anything like that i had a hulk hogan like 
stuffed slammer thing that is like a stuffed animal Hulk Hogan yeah. that you were supposed to wrestle. I had one of those. It was one of my favorite toys. I knew who Hulk Hogan was. I knew he was yeah. a wrestler. I knew what wrestling was, but I never saw a show. My parents never watched it. No, you know, it was never in the house, but it became like a, a kid centric thing really early on. And I feel like it's remained that way with, you know, you see the, the toy titles, the toy uh, action figures that are always everywhere, you know, and they're always hot commodities. You can see that in uh, all of the major wrestling podcasts, uh, like videos where they go on toys. Yeah. And sometimes it's just ransacked, like everything's gone. Yeah. I'm like, that's, I mean, that's crazy. It's, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I would go up to friends and I'd be like, hey, are you into wrestling? And they're like, no, because I'm not 10. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, well, this conversation's over, I guess. <laughs> what would you say is uh, your favorite moment that you can remember? I, I know this one for sure. My favorite absolute moment is also a very big moment in the WCW-WWE rivalry. It was the night that turned the tables in WWE's favor. It was the night that mankind won the World Heavyweight Championship on uh, on Monday Night Raw with the help of Degeneration X, and then DX hoisted him up on his on on his shulders and paraded around and went to the yeah. entire uh, arena just losing their ever loving yeah. minds at how cool this was. And then he got to run around the ring. It was just the most exciting thing. But that was that moment where everybody at WCW said that's the night we lost because they were in the the habit of giving away what was happening over Because everything, Raw, so, was everything yeah, was, was pre-taped. Yeah, I was about to say. And, and everything on, on WCW was live back then. So they said, um, in case you're thinking of switching over to, to our uh, competitors there apparently right now mankind's gonna win the championship that's gonna put a lot of butts in the seats and, and immediately everybody turned wcw off yes everybody was like what mankind is gonna win the title <laughs> i have to see this <laughs> but no that was i was i was really into both mankind and dx at that point so that was my favorite uh just favorite culmination of those characters that i was following i think one of my favorite moments is um kind of a bittersweet moment but that would be uh wrestlemania 30 when the undertaker's streak got broken and it really had nothing to do with the undertaker's streak being broken so much as it had to do with i was over at uh at my friend Scott's house and it was me and uh, I think our buddy Steve and our buddy Mike um, and I'm the youngest guy there at I, I guess I was I was 24 23 something like that um, and just to see all of these grown men staring at a screen <laughs> what what just happened just flabbergasted um, we just couldn't, we just couldn't believe it. And we just thought, we just kept going, this isn't, this isn't it. There's something, there's something more. And then there was nothing more. Well, the reason why, man, that that's still such, even though it was such a dis, like a heartbreaking moment, the reason why that's still such a popular moment is because we all felt the same thing. It was like the end of infinity war where everyone was dying off. We're like, all of us were like, no, there's more. There's got to be no. more. No, this can't be right. <laughs> Justin Roberts talks about when he was announcing for WWE, he didn't 
ever want to know the match results yeah for them and he said they didn't they didn't tell me that that was going to happen and that's why like i didn't announce it because i didn't believe that that was what was happening <laughs> like that's that's amazing for yeah. me no it was that was a shocking moment and they did such a good job with that pay-per-view too of they had to have that moment in the middle and yet they still got everybody back into a euphoric state at the end with Daniel Bryan coming and winning both titles at the end oh, of the yeah. night when he wasn't, you know, two months ago, wasn't even slated to be at WrestleMania in any serious capacity. That was a really good WrestleMania. Was a great WrestleMania. <laughs> I should watch that one again. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break here on LTN Rewind. When we get back to this original episode of the Two Words Podcast, you're going to hear Matt and John pull off their best wrestling impressions while reading the Bible. It sounds cringy. I promise it's hilarious. Stick around. Hello? I'll see you at the Christmas party tomorrow. Okay, bye! Hey, Mickey. Hello? Oh, yeah? Well, this year I'm Santa's secret Santa. Okay, what am I supposed to do about that, Jerry? Ugh. Hi, Wayne. Aw, did you lose a bat, sweetie? It's my celebration tie. Wayne, you didn't get the promotion. What? Peterson got it. My partner? Yeah. You're disappointed. Oh, no, no! I'm glad for Peterson. What, are you crazy? Because he was trained by me. I mean, seriously, are you crazy? I'm so glad that the big guy noticed him and not me. So there you go. Well, good, because now you have a new partner to train. In the first prep and landing special from Disney, we see longtime elf Wade walk right into headquarters believing without a doubt that he was getting a promotion only to have his hopes and dreams dashed as someone below him was promoted above him. Instead of moving up the corporate ladder, he was sent out with a new partner to train on Christmas Eve to prepare the way for Santa. Disillusioned, he does a poor job, and his lack of attention to detail causes a catastrophe that they barely escape in the nick of time. And in true uplifting special fashion, this event brings him to realize just how much he loves the position he's in now. And when at the end he is offered a new position, a higher up position, he turns it down, having found the true meaning of contentment. Now in our lives, when we struggle with the lack of contentment, it's hard to wrap that up in a 22 minute special. It's human nature to want more, whether that be in our jobs, financially, relationships, all of that. We desire more. It's hard to stay content where we're at. It's kind of an internal greed that we're born with and develop over time. We get antsy when things start to feel stale. Stale as a week old cookie. Sometimes it takes for us to lose things that we have before we realize that we should be content in all circumstances. Let's look at Paul. In Philippians 4, verses 11 through 13, Paul writes, Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry 
both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's the original usage of that last verse there. It's not about conquering mountains. It's about conquering the day to day. It's about being content in every circumstance that God puts you in with less, with more. When the snowstorm came, Wade was the experienced elf that was able to handle that rough situation. Had he been promoted and a new elf put in his place, Santa might have been done for that year. In whatever circumstance God has you in right now, believe that it's for the best, for your good and his glory, and find contentment, because we're not getting any younger, you know. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. Welcome back to LTN Rewind, where we take a deep dive into a classic podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. And today, we're diving back into the first episode of Two Words from just a couple months ago. In the last segment, we learned why John and Matt got into wrestling and still enjoy to this day. In this segment, it's going to get a bit weird, where their best wrestling impressions read scripture in character. Again, like we said when we were signing off from the last segment, it sounds cringy, but uh, we think you're actually going to really like it. Enjoy. Welcome back to Two Words. I'm still John Berkey. He's still Matt Coker. Um, now, Matt, I, I got to be honest. Being here on LTN Radio, it's a it's a little bit of a homecoming for me because uh, some of your your listeners may not know that LTN Radio used to be Back Row Radio, mm-hmm. but before it was Back Row Radio, it was the Back Row Baptist Podcast. That's right. Which I'm arrogant enough to take credit for coming up with. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly um, your idea. <laughs> uh, that was that was my idea, uh, and and it was a fun podcast. I don't know if any of that's still out, floating around on the interwebs. We uh, we we'll, we do flashbacks of it from time to time on Thursdays, but that's about it. Most of it was uh, was okay at best, but we had a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, during that during that run of podcasts, we did several wrestling shows leading into uh, WrestleManias. Did yeah, a, did yeah a couple it was usually, of them. Every, usually every year around WrestleMania time. Where where Matt, myself, and my wife Hillary uh, would would just get together and talk about wrestling and, and the matches and such. Um, and during that, we figured out that it was really funny if we read scripture <laughs> as famous wrestlers. Um, so I feel like, especially for the inaugural run of, uh, of this podcast and this show, I think it's, uh, I think it's best to try that on again. So look, you, you guys might think automatically just hearing John set this up, that this is going to be, cringy and awful and uh you know it might, it might be, be. <laughs> but 
we've been honing these these impressions for for quite a few years and there's a few that we're pretty decent at there's we've got some good ones so yeah i think don't don't turn us off just yet just just give it give it a shot here well let's get started <laughs> so this is either going to be the greatest thing that we do or the last time we do this <laughs> regardless it will be a whole lot of fun for Matt and myself. It'll be a, an event for us, if nobody else. <laughs> so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, it's, it's, hey, it's the inaugural pilot of your show. I say you should take the lead. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be Psalm 23, read as a promo <laughs> by... The son of a plumber, <laughs> the American dream, death the road, baby. I can't. Oh, gosh. Okay. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, please just fast forward a couple of times. <laughs> Your baby boy's not a moron, <laughs> but he is doing this. All right. Come on. Hit us with it. The Lord is my shepherd, baby. He don't make me want not a dang thing. <laughs> you see, he leads me down to green pastures and the still waters, and he restores my soul, baby. <laughs> he leads me down the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You see, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, sometimes we call that the valley of hard times, I will fear no evil. You see, there's two things in this world that the American dream, death the rose, does not fear. That's evil, and obviously, Rick Flair. <laughs> That's fantastic. Is that the whole thing? That's the whole oh, thing. Oh, gosh. I'm going to give you a, a second to catch your breath uh, and tell you a small story about that. It. I uh, <laughs> won't tell you where I work other than for uh, the church, but it's a, it's a big box retail store. And uh, I don't really deal with customers all that much, so sometimes I talk to myself. <laughs> well, most of the time I talk to myself. And I started working on that impression mm. in the store. <laughs> and I came around the corner... And I said something about, like, uh, it was like, he leads me down to green pastures, baby. And, like, as I said that, there is a woman standing, like, right there, and she's just kind of looking at me, and I just turn around and walk the other way. Nope, sorry. Like, sorry, no. ma'am. I get out your way. I used to do that impression way too high, but and it sounded very effeminate. <laughs> Okay, I got mine. All right. So, <clears throat> so what is what is yours? Oh, okay. It's uh, Ephesians two, seventeen through twenty two. Okay. Uh, in the style of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, which uh, I feel like is my best one. Oh man, it's <clears throat> I'm already tingling. Okay. Whew. Uh, all right. Gotta get, gotta get into that Slim Jim mode. Gotta get in that oh yeah mode. All right. All right. Okay. <clears throat> He didn't come for nothing. He didn't come for nothing, okay? I'm talking about the cream, the cream of the crop, and the cream always rises. He came and he preached to you. Didn't matter if you were far away 
Or if you were near, he gave you access to the Father by one spirit. Oh, yeah, he did that. Macho man didn't do that. Paul didn't do that. No way. Let me see it. Yeah, let me see it out loud. The macho man says Jesus came to make you members of his household, the cream of the crop. But on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, oh, yeah, with Christ Jesus himself, has the chief cornerstone. And I want you to hear me. I want you to take it all in because comparatively speaking to the Lord, you all and even the macho men, we're all nothing but garbage. Yeah, but he brought us together. The cream, the whole building, a federation of souls joined together at the hip. Oh, yeah. And this household will rise to become a holy temple of the Lord. Yeah, because the cream always rises to the top. That's his doing all of it. It's his sandbox and it's plate. Time. He makes miracles out of garbage. He turns foreigners and strangers into the cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Yeah. <laughs> it's his sandbox and he's playing. <laughs> that is Oh, I had way too much fun getting that together. If I ever get a chest tattoo, that's what it's going to say. It's his sandbox. And he's playing. It's just like a picture of Jesus with a little trowel. Oh, gosh. I'm sweating from that. That's a, it takes a lot of effort. I almost threw my voice out practicing a good the other macho day. man really does. Um, and there's a big difference between a bad macho man and a good macho man. Mm-hmm. But you got a good macho man. I appreciate that. You There's a the- real good one on, on, I guess, TikTok is what he's on. But he like goes into uh supermarkets or whatever starts talking about milk yeah and there's a there's like a almond milk called oh yeah oat yeah oat yeah that's what it was yeah oat yeah <laughs> just so y'all know we could do an hour of matt and i going oh yeah <laughs> and we would put it out there yes we would we won't this time <laughs> well that was um that was something <laughs> That was the thing that we did. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh boy. And we're not going to stop. You know what? We should do. We should do like a whole Bible study. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure I have the voice. We'll get the for that. we'll get the we'll get the Sunday cool guys, and <laughs> and we'll just go around making Matt Walsh angry at us. That was a good, good old Matt Walsh reference. Good old Matt Ra- Walsh reference uh, on episode number one. Oh, <laughs> I told you we were getting political. <laughs> um, now, before we go into break, uh, I, I thought that it would be kind of fun because I do go into everything 100%. So um, I watch a lot of wrestling outside of WWE and AEW and, and all this other stuff. And every once in a while, you find a wrestler that you just can't believe nobody else knows about Mm. and for me this week that wrestler is dexter loomis have you seen anything from dexter loomis uh when i was younger i watched him in doing science projects and uh his older sister dd continually foiled his his projects i am 90 percent certain we're (laughs) talking about different people (laughs) Oh, okay. He didn't so, have a laboratory when he was a kid? Uh, you know what? He might have. Dexter's lab? 
Yeah. Uh, he might have. Dexter Loomis is a guy down in NXT, and I first heard about him. Um, Road Dog was talking uh, about him in an interview, and he, he was just so over just how amazing this guy's persona was. And so I had to look him up. And from the first entrance, just watching his entrance, he walks into the ring. He has this insane build. He, uh, he looks like a, a, a genetic freak and then he just stares at people, and he's just very strange person. He was, uh, if you were a TNA fan, which if you're out there, good on you. Uh, way to stick with it. <laughs> way to ride out those rough years. But if you're a TNA fan, uh, he, he used to be an impact uh, known as uh, Samuel, I can't remember his last name. Well, this is embarrassing. Um <laughs> Thanks for all the information on this character we don't know. You're welcome. Uh, but he's, he started kind of doing this character where he would uh, where he would kind of stare at people for really uncomfortable amounts of time. Um, he w- he started dressing like Dexter Morgan from the Showtime series Dexter, you know, where he's a serial killer. Okay, so he wasn't the laboratory Dexter. He was a serial no, killer he was a Dexter. serial killer Dexter. <laughs> I knew I had um, one of them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so if you, if you get a chance, look at this guy because not only does he have this amazing uh, personality and presence about him, but also he's exactly what Vince McMahon wants physically in just a very jacked human being with just a bunch a of tattoos, beefy dude, and he can wrestle all that beef. Is he? Is he British or is it just the mustache? That's I think that it's feeling. just the mustache. <laughs> I'm they, looking at a picture of him. They uh, they bill him from Recluse, Wyoming. So he is injured. Did you know that? I did not know that. I'm very uh, sad about that. Two months ago, said uh, his his osteochondral uh, osteochondral lesion to the talus. Uh, his his uh, leg injury. That's a man. <laughs> so he's out. That's a fancy leg injury. He's out for a while because it suffered after a grueling battle with Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher for a uh, North American Championship match opportunity. Man. He's gone. They did a. Uh, there's an. There's for a now. video of an interview uh, where somebody did like a backstage interview and asked him about helping somebody defeat uh undisputed era and he just kind of stared at her for a minute and then he pulled out a, a giant drawing pad and he drew a cartoon of him and the undisputed era and he didn't say anything he didn't talk about it he just kind of was like yeah i did that and then he walks away <laughs> and it's such a such an amazing time. thing so if you're looking for something new if you're looking for some some fun match stuff uh Dexter Loomis Check is out the guy. Some classic episodes of NXT because he ain't small, on there right now. NXT, uh, you can find some. You can even find some Impact out there. Mm. I like watching old Impact still, even because like there were people. <laughs> I like watching old videos back, of wrestling back when it was a thing. Back when people showed up to these things. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, well, when we come back. We're going to be talking about AEW. We're going to talk about The Rock. We're going to talk about The Draft. We're going to talk about AJ Styles and The Miz. And we're going to talk about old heck in a cell. Stay right here on LTN Radio. This is a Christian radio station. (laughs) 
All right, we're going to take one more quick break here on LTN Rewind, playing a classic episode, the first episode, in fact, of Two Words from just a few months ago. As John said, they're going to cover all the wrestling news from late October. It's, it's amazing how much stuff has changed just in two months. What's up, everybody? I'm Radio Matt, and this is Five Not Cool Things. Number 51. Calling companies and getting an automated helpline that does not offer the option I need. Number 52. Seeing something gross on TV when you're trying to eat? I'm looking at you, Hulu ads for Dr. Pimple Popper. Number 53. People who waste time at work when they have several things they are behind on, especially when their things are holding up my things and it makes me look like a slacker. Number 54, lending a pristine scratchless CD to a friend and getting back a disc that was clearly used for a game of Frisbee in a dirty parking lot. Yes, I still burn CDs. Shut up. And number 55, people who start every sentence with, hey, I'm right next to you. I can hear you. Just start talking and I will pay attention. You don't have to start every sentence with me by leaping out from behind a daisy. These have been five not cool things. But you know what is cool? I love thy nerd t-shirt. I love thy nerd sticker. I love thy nerd hoodie. Look, it might be a little too late to get these things as gifts for Christmas, but, you know, we all got that grandma who's going to slip us that $50 check. Why don't you come spend it over at the Love Thy Nerd store and rep your nerdiness. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Welcome back to the LTN Rewind for today, Monday, the 14th of December in 2020. We take a deep dive into the LTN archives for these shows, and today we're diving not so deep, really just a couple months back. This is the third segment of our Rewind to the first episode of Two Words. Up next, John and Matt are going to be talking about all the wrestling news from the time. Enjoy. Welcome back once again to Two Words. Two Words? Uh, I was trying something. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I feel automatically like ashamed. Two of what I just Words did. rocks. No, stop it. No. <laughs> Speaking. What's uh? What's what's? 
What's up with them taking New Day away from us? Hey, you know, I feel like it's got to happen. They they really want to push Big E as a singles competitor. And since you know New Day's been operating under the Freebird r- rule for so long. Because, I mean, even when Kofi was the Universal Champion or whichever champion he was, you know, it still felt like he was a part of a tag team. You know, it never really separated him as a singles competitor. Yeah. Because he was always a part of that group. I feel like, as, as sad as it is, because New Day is such a, a phenomenal product and has been since the, the beginning, if they really want to make something out of, New Day, out of uh, Big E Langston uh, moving forward, it's got to happen. And it, yeah, I, I hate agreeing with the decision, but I do. <laughs> I don't like agreeing. As long with as they don't crap things. it out, they, they they need to not just give up on it because they do that too often. They're like, all right, we're going to push this guy. Let's start moving this stuff around. Let's put these pieces together, and then eh, pfft, change the storyline. Well, and I guess it it would uh, it the blow wouldn't have been so bad had not they also almost immediately broke up heavy machinery mm. i don't know i don't know if that's gonna stick i think it's storyline you watched raw absolutely right? i did el gran gordo fantastic that I was scoured the four quarters of the year <laughs> it's been like an hour digitally I, digitally i scoured the... <laughs> that's just otis on a mask see the <laughs> Yo soy el gran gordo. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Oh. I laughed so dang hard. It, it was like it was like a funnier version of uh, Mr. America, you know, when Hulk Hogan got fired yeah. and came back in that luchador mask. Oh, I loved it. And I hope they keep doing it. <laughs> I want I, him to be El Gran Gordo on Raw as a separate character yeah. from Otis. On- <laughs> I, I love uh, I love any time they put somebody in a mask, but it's obviously a different person that yeah. should be under that mask. They did that with um, they had banned Dolph Ziggler from the ring at, from the arena at one time, and uh, later on that night, Sinkara had a match, mm. and Sinkara comes out, and suddenly Sinkara is six feet tall white with no <laughs> tattoos and a little blonde blonde piece of hair coming out the back of him and the best part of that match is uh michael cole laid into that it was sinkara and he's like oh sinkara did the zigzag that's amazing and jbl serious as heart attack goes are you stupid michael <laughs> and i just i <laughs> i love i love that oh um so AEW yeah. just celebrated a year. That's crazy to me. At, at the same time, it feels like there's no way it's been a year, and it feels like they've been going for five years. You know what I mean? Agreed. It's, it's like they've done so much, and yet there's so much still that they they have done can do. so <laughs> much. Because like, I mean, at the same time, it feels like they've done a lot, and then. They just got like their TV title actually finished. Yeah, they redesigned. Uh, they've already redesigned <laughs> one of their titles. And it's yeah, it feels it still feels very new, but at the same time, it feels like they've accomplished so much in this in this. And I know it, technically it is longer than a year because they've been not as AEW, but they've been doing the the all ins and yeah, leading yeah. up to this, the elite stuff leading up to this. But 
They're, they're doing a great dang job. <laughs> they really are. And I, and I think the big thing f- that I see as to why it's going so much better uh, goes back to that idea of storytelling. They're telling stories. They're creating characters. They're mm-hmm. doing so much more. <clears throat> you know, we, we go back to the Wyatt family. And don't get me wrong, Wyatt family was the best thing going on in WWE at that time, but they were so singularly focused on making Bray Wyatt the star, which they successfully did, that once you took Bray Wyatt out of that equation, well, now you've got Harper and Rowan, and they're just these two dudes. Yeah, who, they didn't really know who what to have, do with. Who have, uh, the, the only words you've heard spoken is Luke Harper in the ring going, ah! He did that. Like that was a thing he used to do. What what do we do with these these guys that were kind of backwater hillbillies with Bray? Let's put them in giant red robes, give them giant hammers, let them walk out there and not talk. Yeah. Yeah, that works. That'll yeah. work. That'll be good. Well, you want to uh, change their name? No, just Harper and Rowan. That's fine. Let's make them the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> like they could have done anything else. And then, you know, that didn't work, so they they give Rowan an animatronic spider. <laughs> It's like, why are we doing this? I'm like, I don't know. I just think it'd be funny to see Drew Gulak smash an animatronic spider. <laughs> I think that's it was bad. That's what we need. Um, but then, you know, uh, Luke Harper leaves WWE. Yeah, goes over to AEW and is immediately this very deep, rounded character. And he's like, well, why weren't they doing that? Yeah. Years ago. Like, there was so much opportunity with the Wyatt family where they could have grown these two guys mm-hmm. um, because they loved the way they wrestled. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean they They're were great. They're phenomenal. They were athletes. great in the ring. Um, and, and what Brody Lee is doing. Uh, I. And they're putting, you know, they're putting dog collar matches on TV. (laughs) Yeah, they're doing every week's a pay per view for AEW. They're doing everything that was good about WCW, and making it, you know, specific to now. And and I, I'm blown away, honestly, about how how well they're putting this together, knowing that comparatively to WWE, they're such a smaller company. I mean, they still got tons yeah. of a butt ton of money, yeah. but you know, they they're they're not this gigantic corporation like WWE has become. But and so many more guys are getting screen time and getting storylines, yeah. yeah, and and, 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 and it, it feels like enough. And I mean, they just it's a two hour show once a week, and then they got the dark thing, which yeah. is kind of their undercard, whatever. But I mean, they're doing more in two hours once a week than WWE seems to do. With the five hours plus that they have a week, yeah, when it comes to forwarding storylines in a compelling way, and 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 I heard an interview uh, recently. Uh, I think it was the Road Dog interview I was listening to, is they were talking about you know breaking down how much money one minute of TV time costs. And mm. They're like, make that worth it. Make your if you get a minute, make your minute worth that much money. And I think that AEW is doing that absolutely they're the first promotion that's come since the the fall of wcw the first promotion that's come up against wwe that is a genuine contender and it's weird to me that wwe seems to be pretending that they're not but they don't exist even like and maybe that's just maybe that's just a front they're putting i i don't know um but yeah I'm, i'm really excited to see if if that 
if there's any longevity to that, if like a year from now, Cody Rhodes is like, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> I can't keep doing, I can't keep letting Brody Lee hit me in the back of the head with chains. I just can't do this. Um, anything else in the draft that, that kind of, that kind of came out to you? You know, the draft was, a little under or unsurprising. There were yeah. a couple cool, you know, the couple big things was was the team breakups that you already mentioned. Um, everything else, I feel like, is just some of it. I think was ways to get out of our current storylines without having to explain yeah. why. Uh, but then again, I'm like, why aren't we getting out of the uh, Mysterio versus uh, Rollins storyline that's been going on for eleven? <laughs> oh years no, we're now. we're leaning into that one. <laughs> That was the perfect opportunity to just break We're, those apart. How weird is that storyline? The weird and 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 you know, it's a great way for Dominic Mysterio to get into sure. Uh, the promotion and if he wants to keep wrestling you know that this is definitely the best way to do it with Seth Rollins but then they enter they 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 started with the with the buddy murphy the buddy murphy and the, angle the sister and the and the thing. what is she 10 <laughs> <laughs> no, she's what nineteen? I think is what they said. Uh, she's nineteen is on the end of that age. World. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I'm unsettled. I'm, yeah, it's it's a very it's very cringy all around. Not just for that part, but for all of it, really. I mean, Rey Mysterio loses an eye at the beginning of the story, <laughs> and they've kept line. it gone. Yeah, and he's got you know got a black mat patch over that, and that's like the fourth eye that's been lost this year in wrestling. Like I don't understand what the big pull has been this year. Just let's let's, let's poke everyone's eyes. What's out. the big thing in wrestling this year, Vince? <laughs> eyes. Well, well, yeah, well, you got them. I don't want them. <laughs> well, I mean they they did it to um, John Moxley on AEW, and then John did it to whoever the one the person that did it to him was. Was it? I don't remember who it was. One of, one of the members of Jericho's. Uh, no, it was one of the members of Jericho's oh. section. Um, what's Jericho's section? Inner the circle. inner circle. Um, and then Ray Mysterio and then Aleister Black. Yeah, Aleister Black. Like, why is everybody losing an eye this time? And it wasn't like within the year. It was like within like three months. Few these months. all happened. But yeah, it's just uh, Dominic is is a. Uh, He's he's good. He's good in the ring, whatever. I'm not sure they should have started him here. I feel like they should have started him in NXT in like yeah. any other character. He's not he's not bad like in the ring. He's not great on the mic. Like he's he doesn't feel like a believable character. No. No, not even not even a little acting bit. Acting at all. He feels very green and uh I don't know if this was a the only way Rey Mysterio would extend his contract is, hey, put my son on this thing. I feel like that might be the case. But uh, it's just, yeah. it's This was a perfect opportunity to break apart from that storyline that's been going on for ages. And let's do something just, fresh, do something new. We want him. more of it. And now we're just going to keep it rolling. And I know that the, the uh, Dominic Mysterio being... Uh, Eddie, I can't even think of his name now. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero's yeah. kid. I know that that was that was just a that was just you know kayfabe, but Dominic Mysterio is a legitimate foot taller than everybody in that family, <laughs> and doesn't look like anybody in that family. Like he doesn't look like any of them. That doesn't mean nothing. There could have been a grandfather <laughs> or something somewhere. 
We have a grandfather. He was nine feet tall. And he just kind of averaged yeah, out. Averaged it out. <laughs> um, so I told you we were going to get political. Slightly. Slightly political. Um, the Rock has recently endorsed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, in their run for the White House. This is the first time he's actually ever outwardly uh, endorsed, endorsed anybody, a yeah. candidate of any kind, right? What And, and it's... And I'm not, again, I'm going to try to stay on the uh, the neutral side of this, but a couple of things stuck out. One was that he kept saying how centrist he was and how center centered political he was in the video where he yeah. where he did it, and then he endorses Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who are as far left as you can get, <laughs> without you know being. Uh, like Lenin or Stalin, like, like you can't. They're they're as far that. So I, I just didn't really get that. Also, I when they said The Rock endorses Joe Biden, I was really hoping it was going to be The Rock doing this. Right. Like, can you imagine? Like if like you know, I mean, like I think about. I, I started thinking about what if like. Uh, Hulk Hogan was like, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and vote for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> like, that would be fun. But I think like The Rock could have he could have done so much more. He's like a backstage interview. It's like it's like, oh, you need to vote for for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Why do you want to vote for Donald Trump? Looking like he fell asleep in a Cheeto factory. Look at voting for Mike Pence. Looking like he died six months ago, and everyone forgot to tell him. Green New Deal, just bring it. Bring it. <laughs> I want uh, Joe. I want Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to call the White House home. <laughs> and I just I feel like that's where that could have gone. He could have had so much more fun with it. Is it Kamala or Kamala? It, it Kamala. doesn't matter how you pronounce your name. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funnier. That would have been. <laughs> I feel like that would have been great. And then the next piece of rock, rock still making the news. Um, Ken Shamrock asked the rock over Twitter um, if he would send in like a, like a, like a video mm, yeah, like um, a of appreciation yeah. because Ken Shamrock is getting endorsed, inducted into the uh, impact hall of fame. Yeah. Which I didn't even know there was one. Right. Um, Cause all those guys tuck tailed and ran. <laughs> Because technically that company's been around for 15 minutes. It's it's tanked six times. But I think that's I think it's it's good for the Rock. It's fine for Ken Shamrock, and it's amazing for Impact. Impact's going. Oh, we can put the Rock on TV. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, for whatever reason. We're gonna do that. <laughs> and what's the WWE gonna do? Find nothing. the Rock? Yeah. Fire the Rock? Nothing. They're gonna fire they're the gonna Rock? No, nothing. they're gonna get him around as much as humanly possible. <laughs> So, um, yeah, well, this weekend, got a, got a big pay-per-view. That's right. Oh, heck in a cell. H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> it's a family show, Matt. <laughs> and this year, we were talking about it before the podcast. This year, it's really weird because there's only four confirmed matches. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so far, which has happened a lot in the last like two or three years of WWE, just every like fourth pay per view, we have no idea what's going to be on it until the night before. Sometimes well, not even the matches up. Yeah, or yeah, or sometimes we really won't even know what's going on until we actually start the pay per view. It's like yeah. the kickoff show, and this 
these five matches have been added tonight. So yep. I'm like, come on. Yeah, but the matches we do have look pretty fun. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this is, this is going to be entertaining. Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso in a Hell in a Cell I Quit match. You said an oopsie just now. You said a bad word. Uh, <laughs> shucky ducky. Uh, yeah, okay. So, ooh. Are we doing predictions? Is that what we're doing? Um, yeah, let's do some predictions. Because honestly, I don't. Th- I think this is gonna. This this specific match is gonna end in some shenanigans. Shenanigans. I don't think either one of them is gonna say Or I mean, I know Roman Reigns is not gonna lose. Clearly, because they're making him out, him out to be the new. Oh, he's monster. not He's not gonna lose. Not to Jeyus. No, definitely not to Jeyusu. So either. Either some shenanigans is going to happen where Uso gets out of it without having to say it, or he says it, and then Roman does this whole family thing of, I'm not going to make you quit if you pledge your allegiance to me, and that's when they start the, uh, the faction, the Samoan the, faction. The, the Samoan factory, the... the, the, the <laughs> There's a cookie joke in here somewhere. <laughs> and I'm going to figure it out. Um, I, I like it. I'm liking Jey Uso as a singles competitor. Yeah, dude, it was fun. Um, that last that last uh, Clash of Champions match, fun yeah. as heck. Enjoyed it. And and we're finally seeing Roman Reigns in what I'm I'm assuming they have they predicted him to be like they've wanted him to be since he left the Shield. Um cuz he's very tolerable now. Oh yeah, he's And great. maybe that's just because he has Brock Lesnar syndrome and he shouldn't be given a mic and he needs <laughs> Paul Heyman. But no, he's great as a heel. He's much better as a heel. This is something that fans yeah. have been saying for a long time. Quit trying to push him as a face. We don't want him to be the next John Cena. We and, want him to be the next Rock. We and, don't want him to be a heel. And we don't want him to be... Well, <laughs> we don't even want him to be the Rock, and we don't want him to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, where it's like, he's a heel, but he's a face. Right. No, we need him to be a heel. We need him to be mugging family members. <laughs> um, and doing it because he thinks it's the right thing yeah, to do. Exactly. That was That's what makes a good villain, man. All the bad crap you're doing, you believe is the right thing to do. That's what makes you a good villain. Worked for DC all these years. <laughs> WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in a heck in a cell. What do you think about that one? Um, I like the match, but I also liked it the last five times they've done it. <laughs> you know. Um, How many times has Drew McIntyre been in Hell in a Cell? It's kind of... None. I don't okay, think so. Okay, so this is like the first thing for him versus... That was kind of what they were hyping up, right, on Monday? Yeah. Is that yeah. Randy's been in the Hell in a Cell match a billion times. Yeah. And won it most Whole of the times. times. I just feel like the... Ra- I feel like Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre is kind of like Call of Duty games where it's like, we're going to make it a first-person shooter. Like, okay... But with a different gun. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Take my money. It's like, we're going to do Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Okay, but it's an ambulance match. <laughs> it's a Hell in a Cell match. Hey, yeah, you know what? But it's they're working. Two, it's two, working they're enough. They're two giant guys in that thing that are just going to absolutely destroy each other. It's going to be entertaining enough. I think this should be the end of it. 
you know like yeah okay, the storylines run its course let drew kick his butt and let's yeah. be over with it now at least for a while yeah um uh, smackdown women's championship is uh surprise surprise <laughs> it's bailey versus shasha banks man we haven't seen this match in 15 minutes i feel so. like sasha's gonna win and then it's just going to continue the story forward again, where they have another match at uh, SummerSlam or whatever. But then, next. But then they're going to become Survivor best friends Series. again. Survivor Series. And it's just a continual <laughs> loop de loop. It's just a continual passing, thing. They become friends. They hate each other. They become friends. They hate each other. Um, no escaping it. I like women's uh, heck in a cell matches. Yes. Yeah. Like all fun. of them so far have been they're, great. They're new. They're fun. Yeah, um, I really like that they're that they've gotten to a point where it's okay to give these kind of fun stipulation matches uh, to to women matches, women's matches, and letting them go on for a long time, like showcase what they can do. Now, I wish that was anybody else other than the yeah. same four or five women that we yep. see and everything, because there are so many talented female wrestlers on this roster that are being tossed in a uh, a, a rumble match every now and then, you yeah. know, a, a battle royale, and that's about it. I mean, I want to see a different, a different, a different woman uh, in a squash match against right. uh, Shayna Baszler. Hype someone up, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to bet uh, if anybody uh, intervenes in that match, it's going to be uh, Charlotte Flair or Oscar. Yeah, yeah, of course it would be. Yeah, why not? So who else would it be? <laughs> The only person we know it can't be is uh, is is um, how did I forget her name? The man, uh, Becky Lynch. <laughs> Becky Lynch. Wow, <laughs> she's been gone for all of ten minutes, and I can't remember her name I, anymore. Because uh, she's, I almost, I almost uh, got really non PC here. <laughs> uh, and that's where we're going to end that statement. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> So. Uh, I'll tell you after the podcast. Uh, so for predicted matches, uh, we have Jeff Hardy versus Elias, Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black, and Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins versus Murphy. I well, hate Elias that we call Jeff, him Murphy. Can Elias and Jeff Hardy is happening, right? Isn't it? You official? know what I think it is. Yeah, that's official. They brought back the who hit Elias with a car six months ago right. thing. <laughs> I didn't hit you with that car, man. I didn't hit you with a car. Well, I hit you with a guitar. <laughs> um, can we stop calling Murphy Murphy? Can we just call him Buddy Murphy? I really, yeah, I don't know why. I loved Buddy Murphy. I don't know why Vince got on that weird kick of just cutting everybody down to one name. Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Owens and Aleister Black. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I, yeah, I mean, I guess they've been building it for a while. Uh, I just want to see Kevin Owens wrestle. Have again. a good match. Yeah, have a good match before he gets hurt again. I don't. I don't know. I try to care about Aleister Black, and I really just don't. And I don't. I can't give you a reason why. Yeah, I just don't care about him. That's I fair. like Kevin Owens. I feel the same way about Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. I yeah. just do not care about Shinsuke I was, I was really into him when he first like started. When they were really hyping him when he hyping him when he first came and he won the won the Royal Rumble that one year. I mean, I was like I was feeling the the Shinsuke fever, but lately yep. just nah. No. No. The the artist I just I just can't I just can't care enough. <laughs> well, Matt, you know what? This has been fun. 
<sighs> for a first run, I think we've had... Uh, we covered had quite some, a lot. We covered quite a lot. <laughs> um, uh, we've said some dumb things. We've said some profound things. But for but, a first uh, show, first show, I think, yeah, I think this was good. But for a first show, I, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> I think that's good. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission to become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, or even LTN Radio specifically, please visit lovethynerd.com slash give. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. And don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com, and that gives LTN a small kickback from all your purchases at absolutely no cost to you. Follow us on all socials at two words LTN on Twitter and at Love Thy Nerd uh, also on Twitter. You can find all, us on, all of them. All the on, on everything. Facebook, you can find us on Facebook. Instagram. Everywhere. Find us on Instagram. Uh, we're going to be all over the place. <laughs> um, and, and stay tuned because we're going to be giving you um, some more of this if you liked it. Maybe you have uh, have stepped away from wrestling and decided that you want to come back because of this podcast. Maybe uh, you want to hear more because you love wrestling just as much as us. Maybe you listen to this podcast and decided, I'm never going to watch wrestling ever. <laughs> but regardless, until next time, I'm John, he's Matt, and if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. See ya. And that is going to do it for our LTN Rewind for the week, where we have dived back to the first episode of Two Words. You can subscribe now to Two Words on all the podcast channels. They'll be back with brand new episodes, I believe, on January 1st. And they are a every other week show, so get ready. Get strapped in and get powerbombed.